Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello, and uh, welcome to the segment on CTN. To learn more, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And the topic for today is tackling the top five digital transformation roadblocks. So when we look at the environment today, we are no longer talking about digital transformation as something which is going to happen in the future. We are actually living it today. We are in execution mode. And when we look at the top issues that have been reported related to digital transformation, which creates roadblocks, are lack of an overarching digital strategy, or you have ineffective organizational structure, there is resistance and pushback from employees, there is an unavailability or or not enough quality talent pool, and then finally, sometimes, or in many cases, the budget dries out in the middle of the transformation, which doesn't help anyone. So if we have these top five roadblocks which are hurting our digital transformation efforts, the goal here is to talk about the strategies that have been utilized by progressive organizations, how they handled it and how did they get over, where they are still struggling, and some ideas that we can all benefit from. And to discuss this, we have our guest today, uh, Yuha Etela Niemi, who's the CIO at Phaser. Hi, Yuha, how are you? Hello, thank you. Very well. Very good, very good. So, as you may have already seen the introduction that I gave about digital transformation, and I'm sure you are living the journey, what do you think? Well, I have mentioned these issues, but maybe a flavor that could come from you in terms of what is holding back organizations from thinking about the digital in a holistical manner and also build an overarching strategy because that's a reported issue. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is a good, really good question uh, in in general. So, I've been thinking this, of course, and, and living and, and seeing this in many organizations, and also at maybe at Potter where I'm working at the moment. And and uh, I would I would start with kind of the understanding. So, in in general, so that what is the general understanding in organizations? So that what does it really need? So that what what does the digitalization or or let's say, digital in general. So what does it mean? So starting with the kind of uh, understanding and educating people from that perspective, because I think if we are approaching this topic from that angle, uh, the also the answers will be better, and then people really understand what we, what we really mean when we say so that we should build something or, or we should kind of take the next step or, or leap or whatever we want to do that. So that is the first thing. Uh, I would start. Uh, maybe kind of the second thing, what I would say here is, is kind of so that we should also start in a way small enough so so that we have the things which we can achieve relatively quickly. And this can also be this kind of uh, uh, educating people. So we could take really small steps in that and, and not always want to be that uh, uh, kind of reaching the sky when thinking so that what what we really should think uh, next. So I think those are at least the kind of uh, two things. And and what really is a good example of this educating and and really lifting the 
general understanding is maybe the thinking how I've been thinking this is so that it's extremely hard for me to, to be 100% better in something, understanding or, or delivering something or, or kind of raising my awareness. But if I think it's such way so that if I raise uh, awareness of 100 people with 1%, so they are all de- deliver, already delivering this, this result. So, so from, from the kind of small actions, but to the wider audience, I think there comes the best, best result to this. Now, when we all work on our strategy, you know, of course, we are very enthusiastic and we try to think as much as we can, as holistically and as objectively. Now, even though when we do that, given the whole digital space is new, it's not new anymore as much, but still there is enough newness to it that whatever strategy we create, we cannot really vouch our paycheck that whatever we have created is really going to get us where we want to because things are going to turn, become different or turn into something we never expected. Is there a way that when someone creates a strategy for the overarching strategy for digital transformation, are there any benchmarks, any standards, any lessons that enough other companies have learned? Any frameworks so which will kind of give us the assurance that, hey, we are going to bank on this strategy to do everything that comes next. Is this rock solid? What can we do about that? Yeah, so the question about, uh, for example, about the benchmarking is, is really good. Um, I'm thinking this from the perspective so that, first of all, we should understand, really understand, so that what are we doing at the moment before we can even think from the benchmarking perspective. So, so it starts with the really uh, basics, I would say, so that if we think from, from our uh, whatever is now the angle, so if we think from the project perspective or from the budgetary perspective, whatever, so that how are we in fact categorizing the stuff, what we are doing? So are we now really kind of uh, doing that kind of run stuff or is this something for the growth or, or really to transform the organization or the ways we work? Uh, so we first have to understand what are we doing at the moment. So it starts with the really basics. But maybe even though we have been following and, and we have been doing these uh, the things, we haven't, haven't been really thinking from this perspective. And as, as soon as we know, then I really like so that Whatever then is the framework, what we want to use, there are several, for example, from Gartner or from wherever, where we kind of then put ourselves into the picture. Okay, our peer companies are kind of doing these things. Uh, maybe how many projects or, or what are the kind of uh, monetary, monetary uh, push they are, they are putting to some, some areas. So we, we should think so that, okay, comparing these companies who are doing well or not that well, so that how are we doing compared to them? And I really like some frameworks around it. Uh, yeah, I said, for example, the Gartner one. So while uh, th- those are the examples, those are good examples you took that we could use some of those frameworks. But when you did for yourself, for your own company, what did you find as a best way to benchmark uh, the strategy you created? And since I'm assuming you may be farther along in the journey, and when you look back, the approach you took to benchmarking and the kind of assumptions you made and what you felt was the strength of your strategy, how much of that proved to be right or places where you would have done it differently if you had to start all over? 
Well, we could we could think it from the from the perspective so that that if we think so that if we would now start from the clean table so that <laughs> what would be what would be different so that's always I think think a bit bit hard thing uh, to think because also during the kind of this um, journey also the organization is learning of course all the time and I would say also so that one of the key elements to this whole digital let's call it now transformation is is really kind of to to understand the learnings so that how much are we really learning and how can we also measure that one so it's kind of the maturity of of the learnings what we have in the organization so that is that is kind of the extremely important thing um and then the second part of your question so can you repeat sorry Yes. Yeah, so what I was saying is that since you may have already been living through this journey and you may have created your strategy, you may have figured out a way to benchmark your strategy, right? As as any, any leader would. When you look back yep. after you've gone farther along in your execution, is the strategy you created, you know, proving to be the best it could have been or you found that there was some learning or some tweaks you had to make which you did not anticipate it earlier. What was your experience building yeah. that strategy? Yeah, yeah, okay, good. So, so I would say so that in in in, in many of the cases, so the, the kind of uh, what what I've been thinking about are my learnings is is to really kind of to uh, have the open mind for any changes. So that because all the development what is done, so that. We should think so that that was only the kind of picture at that point of time. And then we really should be able, or especially what comes to these digital projects. And, and, and according to my my kind of project, so that, is that, so that we, don't, we are able and willing to do changes to the projects along the way. So that is really one thing. And so that we are extremely concentrated to deliver. Because... The more we deliver, and the smaller pieces, the kind of better the let's say the strategy of the journey will be, because then we can also adapt it. So we 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 can't wait until we deliver, but we have to concentrate on the delivery. So that is one uh, one of the key key lessons learned. So that the delivery is. Uh, whatever they are, the projects or, or product or whatever, so that they have to be usually faster and more uh, than what you were thinking in, in the beginning. Let's talk about now the structure. The organizational structure is what I meant. So you are trying mm-hmm. to make investments, you build a good strategy, but then there are people and a process and some sort of a workflow that might get established on how work gets done or how do you start realizing that strategy. And for that organizational structure becomes very important. So like you might have figured out a way or you might have leveraged a framework or some sort of a benchmarking to see if strategy was good, is there something that you recommend an organization can use, even like a template to say, this is how you structure your organization for you to get the most value of your digital investments? What have you learned in that? Have you done something and you figured out that this is what I would have recommended when I when somebody's rethinking and resetting their organizational structure? 
Uh, yes. So, so thinking from the perspective, so that mo- mo- most kind of or the best things what I've seen is is are coming from the kind of uh, trying trying things, and it becomes uh, one way of doing it is to have this kind of. Uh, Whatever they are then called, uh, these kind of internal uh, competitions or, or kind of labs or, or idea generation where people from with different backgrounds are solving one issue. And, and then the organization is also giving them the time to do this. And, and, and when kind of putting these people from different sides of the or, or from different parts of the organizations into as, as, as they, they kind of uh, formalize one team, and then they are solving some issue. So from when doing that, or by doing that, so I think the organization is really getting a lot of benefits so that people think the problems from, or the solutions from different perspectives. And then after a while, when they go back to their organizations, then they are kind of coming back with the new thinking and with new thoughts and all that. And then kind of from inside out, they maybe are also proposing so that, okay, maybe we should think this is a, uh, as, um, a bit different way also from organizational perspective. And the one, one other thing is, of course, so that uh, a bit different kind of thinking that this is uh, from the physical perspective. So that uh, putting the organizations we could imagine so that they would benefit by, by cooperating more to the same space or arranging uh, open space or, or whatever, same rooms or same floors, whatever is the situation. And then they have to work together. They will randomly, uh, randomly meet by the coffee machine, for example. And then kind of with the help of the physical environment, even in our digital world, we are creating these kind of random things to happen and people start to talk and then that happens. And of course, we may have some events, et cetera, to even uh, make this more powerful. So but in, what I've been thinking is always so that we should think in our digital world and, and in the projects, we also should always take the kind of the physical aspect to those because that is extremely extremely powerful and although when people are meeting with each other in physical life or in real life that is even more powerful in in these days so from a bit different angle than, than maybe it's uh, people are used to let's take a quick break listeners we'll be right after these messages and let's go through the possibilities of people your employees and even in some cases, your partners who might show resistance. There could be consultants, there could be employees, there could be partners who might show resistance and some sort of a pushback because you are uh, creating a disruption, you are building a change which people don't want to necessarily have. How do you go about, especially working with your uh, employees, how do you handle this whole employee resistance? They could be doing this pushback and you knew this is anticipated, so how would you proactively get ready so that you minimize that pushback? And second is, if the pushback is going to come regardless to whatever degree, what would you do to handle it well? 
Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog All. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So you have, when we talk about digital transformation, it essentially is a change management initiative. And anytime when a change is to happen, there will be some pushback, there will be some resistance, and that could come from employees or even partners. So can we realistically anticipate pushbacks and resistance on in certain areas and position it so that we minimize it? And then can we have some proven ways that you can share what you did so that when the pushbacks and resistance did come up, you found some great ways to manage them so that no one is demotivated that you're getting something them to do something against their will but at the same time you're able to get them to move forward what all what what, what all have you seen in terms of resistance and pushback from partners and employees and how have you best planned for them and handled them yes uh, good good question once again and i think relevant to to all the changes what we've had in in the organizations in general so and I think now uh, what applies to both to internal employees and, of course, to, to vendors as well or externals is, is uh, and why we have maybe this kind of change uh, resistance or pushback is the kind of level of understanding. So how have we really been able to communicate what we want to achieve? And, and uh, that is, I would say, the key element here is to communicate and repeat it many times because of course as normal in the in the change uh, situation so the ones who are leading the change so they have been thinking it already for quite some time but when the teams uh, then come come along so they are kind of behind behind your thinking and and how to tackle this is and how, how I have been doing it I'm I'm doing it all the time is to share my thinking. So, so and what I mean by share my thinking is, is to really write blogs, uh, make video blogs, uh, uh, do presentations. And, and this now applies to both internal channels and to external channels as well. Because I think uh, whenever we are communicating about the change, uh, what we are doing, also in external channels, and with external channels, I mean kind of LinkedIn or Twitter or whatever you, you want to use, so that put your messages out, and then they will come back in to your organization. So because people also think so that they are really true when, when you are publishing them to the whole wide world. So that is really 
one of the key things and what I'm trying and, and, and doing all the time is to openly communicate about the uh, kind of goals and vision and base of working and base of thinking. And that applies now both, of course, to the internal people and, and to the externals. And, and uh, of course, uh, from the external perspective, we have to think so that uh, they may have to push back because of the fact so that the new technology, wherever process or, or the way of working, may be something which is not in their uh, part of their services. So that may also be the reasoning so why they are not supporting it. So that is, of course, always extremely important to understand what is kind of your vendors or your external focus areas and, and in their strategy. Because in that sense, so when, when you understand more what they are concentrating on, so you can then manage them and understand how are they going to uh, then, then behave when, when you kind of tell them about some changes, etc. So this is, I would say, also from that perspective, a bit kind of a traditional of management of vendors or externals or, or your partners. So there is nothing new in, in that sense, but just have to be taken into uh, uh, kind of into the whole picture so that so that you see it in, in one way. So did you have some interesting experiences and some revelations as you tried to fix these problems and say what works and what doesn't? Um, I would say, of course, of course so that the honest uh, communication, so, so that really what works is, I would say that it's really saying so that this is now what we are going to do and this is uh, when it's going to happen. So, so that works. What I do, I, I uh, communicate a lot and do it honestly and, and directly. And, and I would say that is the best, best way to, to work, at least for, for me and my organizations. All right, great. So uh, now let's move on to the area related to talent. So, yeah, on one hand, you want to make sure that anyone who is already here in the organization, you take care of them and they're motivated to work the best they can on these digital transformation initiatives. Another is to be able to manage that overall talent portfolio you have. Who you need, who you don't need, who you need to bring in at the right time. What have you been able to do? First of all, let's talk about what challenges did you face with respect to talent? Because you need not only more talent, but also different type of talent, which may not exist in your company. And you want to move your digital transformation initiative at a fast enough pace. But the talent gap always exists. And we, I see a lot of leaders just playing catch up. What is the challenge for you today? How have you been dealing with it? And what are the results? Yeah, and, and this, is, this is, of course, a tough, tough topic. And, and extremely relevant, I think, to, to all the companies. And uh, I would kind of come back to the communications. So, because whenever we are kind of really clearly saying, so that what do we want to achieve and how, so then you are also kind of creating the brand and, and understanding also to the employees. So that what you wait from them, and also even though they are not yet working for your company, but you're still creating the image. And, and 
I have, I mean, as, as I'm sharing a lot, so I have been receiving kind of questions from people outside the organization. So, for example, so, okay, you are writing a lot about this or you are communicating those things so that uh, I'm interested in, in, in your company or I'm interested in your processes or projects. And they can be, of course, uh, vendors as well, but also people who are kind of interested to work for your company. So that is one thing I would say, so that uh, kind of one way to, to get the talent is to really say so that what you are doing. Otherwise, they only have maybe some kind of historical uh, uh, rumors or understanding of the organization or ways of working. So you have to be accurate and you have to really be on this day and, and not kind of hide anything because also the full transparency is, is one key what, what, uh, what we have to have in today's, today's world in, in, in order to kind of really kind of get the, get the best talent. So that is, I think, one of the, one of the things, and, and it really has to be in the, in the core values of the company, because if that really is not so, I think it, it, uh, it doesn't really work. And, and uh, of course, we have to really think from the perspective so that what they're also raising, so for, exa- for example, sustainability may be extremely important and, and such things, so, and equality and, and, and things like that, so that how are we really communicating about those? So, so that is one thing, so I would say it's the image as a whole, what we have to really think at first. And then, of course, secondly, we have to kind of uh, do as we have promised. So the organization and the work have to, has to kind of look like that, how it is. So that's, I think, the question, uh, answer to your question, first part of the question. Now, so, so you, this is the mindset that you spoke about when you have the talent and you want to motivate them and um, get them working. But then there is a fundamental issue that in some cases, the type of talent you need to develop, it's not even out there. So you got to figure out you're going to build a pipeline from somewhere. You're going to get them. And uh, once they are here, you have to retain them. And then you don't want to get too many people because once that project is done, you may not actually need them for, for a whole like you know a whole lot more. So do you keep consultants? Because at the end of the day, we are just saying it's a talent that you need, talent pool you have to create. That can come from getting interns from colleges or you get some experts from outside or you get people who you develop from within as they change roles. So what, what kind of... Uh, uh, a talent management playbook have you been trying to build for digital transformation so this doesn't remain a challenge as much of a challenge at least what have you seen working for you yes so so what of course as i think already mentioned it so that kind of really always what we have to take care is so that we have talented people who are hungry and want to develop themselves so it's kind of the mentality what we have so, for example, to the people fresh, fresh from the universities or wherever they are coming from, and we have to have uh, these people. And then we have to take care so that we have kind of people who, have, uh, who are a bit more advanced uh, in, in their careers 
so that they have already learned something and then they want to move to something somewhere else. So we have to have all the time and we have to constantly think so that what kind of people from this perspective we have in the organization. Then the, the, uh, your question was also that uh, are we using externals or, or consultants? And yes, I think you should always use uh, because uh, they, they are bringing something new to your organization. They have new ways of working and they are kind of challenging all the things uh, what you are doing and, and they should have uh, something from the other companies really fresh uh, thinking from, from them. So, so I think you should always have uh, at least part of the organization and, or, or the work in the organization done by the externals. So that is uh, something what I, I recommend so that you have some part. Of course, uh, it depends on, on the, where you are, so that uh, you, you may need them uh, more or less, uh, but still you should have some almost all the time. And it's, of course, easier to, to balance, balance with the peaks as well. So if there is a project peak, it's easier to balance that out, out with the externals. So now let's talk about the budgets, right? Money is, of course, of critical importance. Yeah, but then we find that we many times start the digital initiatives with a lot of fanfare. And at that time, there is excitement. But some things happen in due course that business starts losing interest because either they're not seeing the results or what they thought digital is going to deliver is not going to be enough. And then what, what they're seeing on the ground is not going to be enough. And, and they say, you know what, maybe this is a waste of money because they are looking at it as another initiative which should have some ROI and they should see signs of that ROI coming through. What is that we may be missing or what we have to do differently so that we are setting the right expectations, creating a better budget, and then delivering to it so that that well never dries out while you're in the middle of this transformation. Because if they do put, you know, uh, a stop on this budget or, or stop this transformation, everyone loses. And this is, in many cases, self-inflicted. So what could be done to keep the momentum going where funds are never depleted? But before you go into it, Take some time to think, Yuha, and we will be taking a quick break and we come back and share your insights. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network.
You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So you have, we know budget support is essential for digital transformation. And we have many cases seen that the budget dries out and we are on a standstill or we get to less of what we had desired. We should not have to be, we should never be in that position, but sometimes we do. What do you think are typical causes why business loses interest and pulls the funding? And how can we prevent this from happening? Because then everyone loses because all the effort that has already gone in and now it is throwaway work because it's not fully done yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe one of the most important questions, of course, is, is related to budget and money because that is, in fact, the reason why we, why we are doing most of the things. So that we, 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 first of all, we need money and then we should, uh, at, at least at some point of time, deliver something worth, worth money. Uh, so I think you were already saying that the answer partly there in your question uh, when saying so that uh, if we are delivering something too late, uh, so how, how not to do that is, of course, to deliver something sooner, sooner, faster, and, and most likely, um, most probably also that is then smaller. And, and uh, that is really the, <laughs> the, the kind of maybe the biggest thing what we have to have, and I already mentioned this earlier, so that we have to deliver something small enough so that it makes everyone kind of or, or uh, makes everyone feel so that there is something happening and there are some deliverables. If we don't have that, I think that is the biggest problem in the beginning because then we are all only spending money, but we don't have any kind of evidence so that something is happening or any tangible evidence so that something is happening. So concentrating on delivering something uh, small, small enough, and of course to this one, I think also the kind of whole saying so that we we always should kind of under promise and, and over deliver. It also is valid here, uh, so we should use that one as well, because especially maybe in the digital initiatives we are or we have the tendency to be really extremely positive. Even I mean it's normal in the project work so that we are positive. But maybe in these cases we are even more positive and, and we should really actively think so that how that is, how are we going to kind of do it in such way so that we are, are a bit under-promising and over-delivering. Uh, one other thing is then to list also to the deliverables, um, not just the, let's say, tangible stuff or whatever, but also so that trying to put there things which are extremely uh, critical to all organizations. So, for example, so that how ready the whole organization is to the digital transformation or the digital things, so that what are they learning, how much people have been kind of affected by this thing or process, uh, so what is the level of, of uh, awareness in the whole organization towards the digital thing. So that is also one thing to put these kind of non-tangible uh, targets to, to all the projects, um, to, uh, to be as, as project targets or transformation targets. So that is kind of the one uh, 
one way of doing it as well. So really thinking from the soft benefits perspective, because they may be, in fact, the ones which are the most important ones in, in the end. And and uh, really kind of continuing with that one, so that really also thinking so that I would say so that in the most of the cases, uh, the winners are the ones who are, can kind of find the best problems, because usually the solutions are relatively easy ones to find, but really to find the good problems uh, is the hard part. And and that's why it's really essential so that the organization understands the way of thinking and, and relates this to the business um, or to the kind of business case thinking, so that how we really kind of are taking this further. So, and these are, I think, all uh, the kind of methods what I've been using also in, in my project. So that's why I can also recommend them. Now, talk about leadership. So while leadership itself can be a fuzzy subject and we could be looking at, yeah, we have to uh, become the best we can be, but that itself can be a little more fuzzy. Yeah. So in the context of digital, if you had to say, go ahead and train people to become good leaders, good CIOs with, you know, skills and, and, and attributes which will help them become apt at taking care or handling digital transformation efforts, what specific attributes and mindset shifts and leadership style changes would you recommend for them to be successful? Yeah, of course, you have to have the... You have to really want to learn new. That's, I think, self-evident. But I'm once again coming back to communication or communications and and ways how you do that. Because if you are not sharing your vision, your thinking, uh, putting yourself uh, to the front line and taking the hits and and, uh, really having that active discussion, in my opinion, there is no way how you can be successful. So be on the front line and, and open. This is my, my kind of uh, answer to your, to your question. Now, if you were to talk about leaders today the way they are, so one is to say, okay, these are two things you do. What's your honest view of the way the leaders are handling today and what they can do better? And what's your message for the upcoming leaders who we should be grooming so that they continue to work on this digital transformation because the word digital trans or the phrase digital transformation itself will keep morphing. So this is not a project you'll get done with, if you will. You'll keep evolving. So how would you train the next breed of developers and what would you like to see the existing leaders fix in themselves? Yeah, good, good question. So so I would say so that what at least uh, has been one... Um one key to, to maybe at least what I think to, to myself is to think really holistically uh, from many different angles. As, 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 as you said, so this is not going to be ready at some time, so we just kind of keep accelerating this, this change. But the thing is so that whenever you understand uh, things from multiple angles and, and your background is, is such so that you uh, have, have done it in, in maybe in many industries or, or countries or, or in companies. So I think that is extremely important to understand. It's really from different angles. 
so that's what I what I like uh, doing because when when you understand it uh, in many different companies, they also at the same time understand so that the almost the exact challenges. So everyone is having those, and then you can really bring something from from another industry, for example, to to, to your company or to your client, whatever is your position, and that is the way how I would say so that we really can get get uh, or gain a lot of benefits. I mean, both to the leaders and to developers and to to whichever level you are in the organization or what is your position. So I think it always works. One final question for you. What would we do in terms of partnering and collaborating with other leaders? So I'm, I'm talking about the CIOs who are supposed to play a role in this digital transformation. They may not always be leading it, but then if they were to play their role in whatever capacity they are in, who all do they need to partner and collaborate to make sure that as an organization, we are able to best tackle these top five digital transformation roadblocks that we discussed today? Yes. I think the most uh, common answer to this is, of course, so that the CEO or, or to, 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 with the management team members of course, that is my my answer as well. So that with, with all the all the kind of top leaders in the company, but at the same time, I would like to say so that also uh, with with different levels in the company. So that's really kind of uh, as I was kind of referring to this. So that, that if 100 uh, people are doing are kind of improving their their thinking by one percent, that's already 100 percent improvement. So taking that thinking a bit further so that really uh, to discuss and, and openly take everyone kind of to this uh, digital change train. <laughs> so so that's really kind of doing it in, on all the levels and from inside out, from, from outside in and, and really doing it in many ways. So because usually... As, as this is part of the kind of communication, so usually, as we all know, so that's not an uh, easy thing to do. So we should do it from multiple angles and, and with multiple ways. So answer kind of shortly, so that naturally the top management, but do not forget uh, all the levels uh, in your organization. So, so take them all with you, because it may be so that the kind of the best... Uh, ideas or the best projects or the best process improvements or whatever, they may come from wherever. You don't know it beforehand. You only know it afterwards. On behalf of the show and our listeners, thanks so much, Yuha, for sharing your insights and thoughts on how organizations and the CIOs who work there are should be able to get ahead of these problems that we reported, which is lack of overarching digital strategy, ineffective organizational structure, employee resistance, unavailability of quality talent pool, and then insufficient budget support so that the organization gets the most value of the digital investments and exploits digital for a better business. Thank you so much. Thank you. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please like us on Facebook, search for CTN. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and join our LinkedIn group. Thank you again for listening to this segment on CIO Talk Network. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. 
Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjo Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening. 